This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Monday, August 10th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Well, good morning. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I ended mine with a 15-mile bike ride on the BNA Trail, so that was a good ending to a good weekend. So let's get into it. Anne Arundel County Fire Department is investigating a potential arson at the Judah Temple Ministries Church on Snug Harbor Road in Shadyside. On Sunday morning at about 5.30 a.m., crews were called to the church for a small fire in the vestibule. It was quickly placed under control with very little damage to the church. And as the crews were wrapping up, a neighbor close to the church came over and explained that they saw an unidentified person running away after throwing something into the church. They don't know what they threw into the church. They don't know who this person is, but Anne Arundel County fire investigators are on the job. Now, the Anne Arundel County Police Department needs some help from the public if anybody has any information on two crimes that happened on Friday, very early in the morning. First one was at the 300 block of Ridge Road in Pasadena. They got the calls for a report of a shooting. When they arrived, they found an adult female victim suffering from life-threatening injuries. She was transported to a local hospital. They also identified a 33-year-old male from the 800 block of Willie's Drive in Arnold who was pronounced dead at the scene. Homicide detectives did respond, and they did determine that the deceased male was estranged from the adult female, and they do believe that he entered the residence when the adult female confronted him, he shot her, and then he used the same firearm to take his own life. However, police are asking anybody that may have any information to contact them at 410-222-4731. The other one was up in Brooklyn, and it was a shooting in a hotel that left one man in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, which is good, and three suspects on the loose. The call came in at about 1.30 a.m. at the Comfort Inn at 6921 B&A Boulevard in Brooklyn. Officers located the adult male victim, said that he heard a knock at the door. When he opened the door, three unknown male suspects entered the room, demanded money from the victim. The victim told him he didn't have any money, and one of the suspects fired multiple gunshots into the victim. As I said, he was transported to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, which is great. And the suspects are described as a white male, approximately 25 to 30 years old, thin build, white t-shirt, dark pants, and a tattoo on the left hand. A black male, 20 to 30 years old, thin build, wearing light blue t-shirt. And a black male, 20 to 30 years old, with a thin build, wearing a white shirt and blue jeans. Anne Arundel County Police are asking anybody that may have any information or have seen anything to give them a call at 410 222 6135. Now, this is the second shooting at this hotel in the last three months. Back on June 17th, a shooting victim was found in the stairwell of that hotel suffering from life-threatening injuries. He did recover. Well, the Naval Academy made up their mind about what they're going to do with 4,000 midshipmen as they return later this month and into September. They announced that they are going to have a combination of in-person and virtual learning on campus. They're going to rearrange the dorm, Bancroft Hall, to about 90% capacity to allow for adequate space for quarantine and isolation. There will be 500 midshipmen that are going to be displaced, and they're trying to figure out where they're going to reside somewhere in the Annapolis area. Now, the return of the brigade, which did begin in mid-July, is going to continue through early September, and it's going to use the same process that we had with the plebes that came in. When they arrive on the yard, the midshipmen are going to be tested for COVID-19, and then they are going to be a 14-day restriction of movement, which pretty much keeps them in their room and in Bancroft Hall. After that, they're going to get a second COVID-19 test and then 
school can actually begin. There will be a group of midshipmen that will begin the fall semester remotely. Most of them are third-class midshipmen or sophomores or youngsters, depending on how you want to look at it. And they will have textbooks mailed directly to them where they are currently residing. Now, important for you to know, the yard will remain closed to the general public, so you are not able to get on the yard. And midshipmen will not be permitted any liberty off the yard. The Academy is also asking anybody that does have approved credentials to access the yard, which might be sponsors, parents, active, reserved, retired military, please refrain from visiting the Naval Academy just to minimize the spread of the virus. And the Johnnies also made an announcement as well. St. John's College has said that they are not going to be hosting any in-person classes on the campus this fall semester, and it would all be remote. The college did cite delays in testing results, worsening public health conditions in Anne Arundel County and the state of Maryland. The fall semester does officially begin on August 26th with a virtual convocation. And again, this is important to everybody. The campus will remain closed to outside visitors, groups, and events during the entirety of the fall semester. That does include any recreation on the grounds, so that means no more throwing Frisbee on the Great Lawn. Visitors to Mitchell Gallery, that is closed through the year. The library, the Eagle Heart Gym, and the Hudson Boathouse are all closed. So you want to make sure that you're staying off the Naval Academy, and St. John's, which is a real disappointment because they're two great locations here in the city. And finally, as we wrap it up, while St. John's College says that Maryland is not doing too good, we've got some good news coming out of Governor Hogan's office, and he does disagree. Maryland is reporting a new low COVID-19 positivity rate statewide, and that was 3.75. That was announced yesterday afternoon. The state does say that that's the lowest level since the pandemic actually began. The positivity rate is above 5% only in Prince George's, Queen Anne's, and Worcester counties. Worcester being the highest with 6.23, and the state is concerned about that, although that has started to plateau a little bit. Of course, every morning at 10 a.m., the state does release new updated figures, so that's where you want to go if you want to take a look at that. All right, that does wrap it up for us today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day for updates to these stories and more. If you are someplace where you can leave us a rating or a review, please do that. And make sure all your friends, family, and colleagues know how to get a hold of us and how to subscribe. It is Monday, so we do have Ann Alsina with your Money Monday report. And as we have always, George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. All of that's coming up in one minute, but here is Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services. Hello, energy consumers. This is Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services. Have you been looking for ways to save money recently? Maybe you should consider solar energy for your home. Or are you waiting for the technology to get cheaper? If so, how long are you going to wait? Today's solar costs less than 20% of what it cost 10 years ago. But while solar prices have declined every year, so have the financial incentives. Bottom line, if you wait for cheaper solar, you're also waiting for lower incentives. Take my home, for example. My solar system was installed in 2010, and it's been paid off for almost five years, and I no longer have to buy any electricity for another 15 to 20 years. If I waited for cheaper solar, I'd still be paying an electric bill. At Solar Energy Services, we have thousands of satisfied customers who are sure glad they didn't wait. So what are you waiting for? Sunshine's a wasted. Call us today for a free solar design at 410-923-6090 or on the web at solarsaves.net. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, August 10th. Yesterday was a nice one, albeit slightly hot, and today through Thursday, 
will likely be the same with highs 87 to 94 degrees across all of Anne Arundel County with a slight chance of storms Tuesday and then a higher threat of rain Wednesday through Friday, possibly continuing on through the weekend with highs Friday through Sunday, more in the 83 to 90 degree range across the region as we reach the midpoint of August, which is technically the end of meteorological summer. Though at this point, September simply is summer extended with highs still often in the 80s, if not 90s. So plan accordingly for some summertime heat this week and keep the umbrella handy just in case. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMB Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DC MDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Store. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website each day at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. When it comes to diamonds, there are two things that matter. Reputation and value. At Zachary's, you know our reputation. We pride ourselves on providing the best experience for every customer every day. Because we wouldn't be here without you. But what you might not know is that Zachary's is the only diamond importer in Annapolis. We cut a check for half a million dollars and deal directly with the De Beers site holder to bring you the best quality diamonds. That's just one step away from a mine. So by the time a diamond gets to your hands, only two people have touched it not six. I'm Steve Samaras, and at Zachary's, we've spent decades cultivating relationships around the world to ensure we can offer the best value on a diamond. But the relationships we value most are the ones we create with our customers right here in town. Zachary's, online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. If it's a diamond, we're a good place to start. Your money, managing and investing it can be confusing and sometimes scary. Here to help you put your financial picture into focus is Ann Alsina from Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. This is Ann Alsina of Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. The market continued to rebound over the last week as companies reported quarterly earnings. While earnings, or the profit or loss per share of stock, are certainly down from last year, over 80% of companies beat their consensus estimates. That, plus better-than-expected jobs data, led much of the gains last week. And as you build your nest egg, how do you plan for not just retirement, but old age and the care you may need? Since I wasn't eaten by a bear last weekend, we will continue the long-term care discussion we started a couple of weeks ago. You can pay for long-term care in several ways. Out-of-pocket, Medicaid, moving into a continuing care retirement community, or CCRC, or with long-term care insurance. The average stay in a facility is somewhere around three years, depending on the study you look at. At a conservative $8,000 per month, that's $288,000, plus your medical expenses and miscellaneous spending, such as snacks and haircuts. Now, if it's just you and you're spending down assets, you would typically sell your house and use that equity to help finance the almost $300,000 bill. If you have a spouse at home, this becomes a bigger problem. You're paying to maintain your home, your spouse's lifestyle, and long-term care. And if you were in the facility longer than average, thanks to a stroke or dementia, for example, what then? We discussed before that when you run out of assets, the government will step in with Medicaid. The quality of care may decline somewhat from private pay, such as no longer having a private room. Some people look to move into CCRCs. Examples in the local area include Bay Woods and Ginger Cove. The idea is that you move in when you're healthy into independent living. As you age, you can move into assisted living and then skilled nursing care. These communities typically require a large upfront payment to buy your unit. 
Then there are monthly fees to cover meals and activities. Those fees may increase depending on the level of care you need. Depending on your contract, when you pass away or move out, you or your estate may receive a portion of your initial deposit back. The other option is long-term care insurance. When these policies first came onto the market, the actuaries designing them relied on some assumptions that apply to the purchase and retention of life insurance policies, but really weren't valid for long-term care. For example, on average, 6 to 12% of life insurance policies lapse in the first year. Long-term care policies tend to stay in force, which means the policies were seriously underpriced, and folks who have been paying premiums on these policies are seeing significant increases. All long-term care insurance creates a bucket of money with a spigot on the bottom. Your policy is usually for a certain number of months at a certain benefit level. For example, you may purchase 48 months of coverage of $4,000 a month, creating a bucket of $192,000. If you don't need the full $4,000 each month, the money will last longer than 48 months. Maybe you stay at home and just need someone to come in a few days a week, or you have a pension that covers more of the monthly cost. If you're spending less, the money lasts longer. But the spigot will only open as far as the monthly benefit amount. In our example, if you need $5,000 a month, you can only take out $4,000. The downside to traditional long-term care is that premiums are generally not locked in place, so they can increase. Most do have inflation riders, so the benefits can keep up with the increasing cost of care. Another issue is the use-it-or-lose-it worry. If you don't need care, all the money you have spent in premiums is gone. Most insurance carriers no longer offer traditional policies. Instead, the industry has shifted to hybrid policies. These policies are built on a universal life chassis. Universal life is a type of permanent life insurance. The idea is that the policy provides liquidity, leverage, and legacy. Most offer a full return of premium, meaning if you haven't used the policy and want your money back, you can request that the carrier cancel the policy and refund your full premium paid. The money you put in is fully liquid. Because it is built on a life insurance platform, if you pass away and haven't used all the benefits, there is a legacy component, a life insurance payout to your heirs. And finally, the policies offer leverage. Depending on your age and the coverage you want, the policy provides some multiple of the premium you pay in long-term care benefits. Be careful that you're actually purchasing a hybrid policy and not just a life insurance policy that allows you to take a benefit advance if you need care. Those riders on a traditional life insurance policy are not always straightforward. They usually reduce your death benefit by more than the advance you receive. For example, you may have a $500,000 policy and take out $100,000 to pay for long-term care. Your death benefit is reduced based on your updated expected mortality, not just by the $100,000 you took out. There are also often limits on the number of withdrawals and fees associated with them. If you're considering long-term care insurance, it is important to consider how much coverage you really need. A good financial planner can help you understand cash flow in retirement and make projections about paying for care, especially if you have a spouse who is still in the family home. If you want to learn more about how you can stay in your own home longer without going to a facility, join us for Women, Wine, and Wisdom next week as we discuss aging in place. You can register on our website at covingtonalcina.com or check out our Facebook page to learn more. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Great Valley Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Covington All Seen and Great Valley Advisor Group are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance references historical is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The opinions voiced in the show for general information only are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing.
And if you don't have a financial advisor, come talk to us. This is Ann Alsina with Covington Alsina. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.